This is CliffCentral.com. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fine, fine day. That is Euphonic featuring Sandra. And welcome to it. My name is Timisha Masha. And of course, you're chilling with me on the weekly mashup. But I don't roll alone. I roll with my side. No, can't say that. (laughs) Well, the other person on the show. It gets that, worse Yeah yeah the other least, I feel show. like the, My side chick would have been like no! It would have been Completely offensive no. yeah, But then I would have taken it Yeah I was like, you're a somebody Because a side chick I'm is a somebody a, We're in a, a Just relationship Just other person right? is like Well the ugh. person I'm, You know my co-host my The co-host. bystander <laughs> My co-host Really I messed know. that up You, you were going to be you In know, the Sunday sign you know, so I just make them up I feel every like time. you should practice a bit more. Damn it. It's been no, like I, going I for tried, two years. I tried to this be This is why you were left the first time. I'm just saying. The first time? You mm-hmm. know how long ago that was? I'm just saying. <laughs> Which first time? Because there have been I'm not many times. about your marriages. Oh, oh, by my last co host. <laughs> it's because of these terrible introductions. Like, I feel like I let's need not. to recruit. How about let's not and then <laughs> and say so we, we did. did. Okay. So, how was your week? Oh, it was lovely. It was what very did, lovely. What did you get up to? Jeez, there's so much to get up to, but there's so many life lessons to learn every week. So I'm always learning a new life lesson. Okay. What's okay. the life lesson that you've learned this week? That people need to stop putting God into their bad decisions. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, give us an example. Okay. Just by the way, just mm-hmm. an FYI, a disclaimer to all the people. Just so you know, I do not subscribe to any religious doctrines. Okay. Just so we put it out there. What Candace so is trying to say, Jews, she doesn't go to I church and she's Hindus, proud of it. I respect Hindus, Christians. I respect all religions. Okay. But I happen to call the universe God. Because I grew up like that. Yes. Anyway, okay. <laughs> now that that's out of the way, yeah, hey. took us <laughs> I know. I'm like, I just need everyone to know. Okay. okay. But anyway, so I'm um, coming back to stop putting God into your mess, right? Mm-hmm. So I have found, and it came from a particular conversation I had this week okay. with a gentleman who was. A friend of yours Just say it like it is Yes You and your friend Were, ha- were together yes. Chatting And just your friend Just chats. started having A pity party As friends complete, do though Yeah And look I'm a good friend I, yeah, I, I will, will let listen. you Wallow in self pity yeah, Like I am yeah. good I will You know f- Buy you food I'll do whatever oh, Like okay. I'm a good friend Okay to a limit guys Please don't 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 Like take advantage Of my kindness I was about buy you There's food. only so much Budgeting uh, what I can you do, do For your self pity <laughs> Anyway, um, and he started just going on about like all these bad things that have happened in his life, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I lost money and I did this and I lost my marriage and da, da, da. So I'm like, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. And then this is where he threw me off a little. He's like, but you know what? It's God's will. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like and God willed it that you lost all your money. Yeah. And you like lost it was, your it was actually a part of God's plan. Oh, it was actually and God I was like, even planned. I was like, oh, it's like, even destiny. He's doing so well. <laughs> like, Let's like, trip him up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let's hey, put Angel, a job on him. Angel, come over <laughs> yeah. here. Come here. I, want, I want you to see something. Yeah. <laughs> let's see how we can trap him up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what yeah. God goes around doing. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, you too happy. Let's yeah. just humble you about it. <laughs> yes. Forget about the promises that I said that you were yours. Yes. Yeah. And then, okay. so then I just brought it up and I said, look, you know, do you really think it's God to blame or is it you to blame? Yeah. And obviously they looked at me shocked because like, how, how dare, dare you? I? How dare you? You're I? supposed to be like agreeing with me right now. Right. And I'm supposed to be, if I wasn't paying the ball, I would have completely agreed. But I mean, I was paying the ball. Yeah. I'm, so I'm saying my say. Yeah. You have an opinion, <laughs> I'm going to have my opinion. And basically like, okay, so 
he went, all these things that he's blaming God for are things that he could have foreseen and he could have actually avoided if he had just taken time. So let's say the money lost, right? So he invested in a company that was sinking and everyone had left and he thought that I will resurrect it because oh. I am MacGyver. And he threw all dun, his money. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm the staring of my yeah, movie. Yeah. And he threw all this money into this thing. And well, obviously it went bankrupt as it was going to go because as the ship was sinking. <laughs> the Titanic <laughs> yes. is sinking. You're like, he how was much the for the yeah. He was the another the and okay. the business owner was like Kate Winslet, like yeah. I'm letting you go. Bye. Um, yeah. Floating away yes. on like a dead ship. But thanks for your money. I'll survive mm. and tell the story. Mm. Um, and then, so that's the one thing, right? And I was like, that's not really God. If you dread the financials, you would have known that. It was a sinking He'd done the due diligence yeah, Right But mm-hmm. anyway So then I was like Okay cool Then he lost his marriage Oh okay Which I'm sad Very sad How did that for. happen Bless him He had an affair So I was Right So then I was like Look God was not in your mess When you laid down Next to someone else Like it wasn't like Were you praying at that time Were you like God Just just, I, I'm, I'm calling you If you yeah. don't want this to happen yeah. like, about Lead us not into temptation Like that's one of the, the things That you ask God To do for you at, at which point Was he like Lord If, if Temptation has struck Yeah temptation has struck Just give me a sign or, or do like help me not do this. Yeah, and it's not like you know, there's certain situations where you're like, oh, flub, you know, it's, he fell into a situation. Like Kevin Hart claims to have fallen into a situation. Hey, but then, Kevin Hart, alone. yeah, sorry, little man. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so then, okay, so this was a long, ongoing thing situation. Oh, oh so this so was this like this wasn't out. like, you know, oops. No, this was not that an one oops. night. This, this was, was like, if like they call and yes. text and meet. And, yes. and no, this is a planned situation. They, they have a relationship. <laughs> it's a planned yeah. situation. This yeah. is not a, I'm just gonna, you know, okay. be my secretary and it's just like, oops. Yeah. So then that happened. So I was like, okay, but that's not a God situation. I was like, yeah. that is a you situation. Once again, like you continuously deceived your wife and then she yeah. decided I'm leaving. Yeah. She and, found now, out. and now you're That'll saying that God is trying to teach you a lesson. What's that lesson? Like, <laughs> don't cheat on your wife. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Let's start there. <laughs> Like be honest with yourself Like right? God is like Okay um, <laughs> Did you get it this time? Yes Yes please I, I, Well sincerely bless him I do hope you yeah. learn his lesson Okay That's uh, really interesting I, I think sometimes We, we think that um, We We do these things Yeah Right And we don't want to take the blame Oh no So it's, it is either like But you know Have you met my wife? Oh 100 She was like She wasn't even giving me sex Or whatever yeah. So that's why oh, I had an affair A marriage is between two people yeah. You don't know you what know. goes on You yeah. know um, but, but we come up with these excuses For doing things okay. That are going to trip us up Oh yeah And then when we are tripped up Then we blame God Because we're like If God loved me Then he would have stopped me But we forget one thing God gave us a choice um, We can either You know the Bible does say You can either choose life Or you can choose death And then God says Choose life <laughs> Please do it do Like it. <laughs> Like there's a clue And, and then we choose yeah. All this other stuff And then we just get banged up And, and, and then we blame Anybody Yeah Somebody power, friend, Higher cousin, power Friend I, Cousin whatever. Those are my parents They raised oh, me wrong Yeah You know If they weren't so happy In their marriage yeah. I would have known <laughs> That marriage is hard <laughs> Like I just saw This fairy tale Damn it <laughs> You know Whatever they do My father left me When I was five So obviously I was going to do that Like uh, okay Yeah Um 
But there's one thing I actually want us to lead into, and that mm. is, I think it ties in, accountability ties into what your journey is right now, right? Oh, Which man. is the weight loss journey. Oh. And you have undertaken this incredible and extremely hard. Yeah. Because I do not envy you one bit because <sighs> I go through these bouts of dieting, then not dieting. Look, I, I did it to myself. I was in pretty good shape at some point. You were, you were like top billing man of the year. Yeah. And, and then I was like, six pack. let me, I was like your friend. God, if it's a sign that I shouldn't eat this bread with the pasta and have a beer, like say something, like make it not taste so good. Say something. I'm giving up on you. I'm giving up. And and I did everything. I sabotaged myself terribly. Yeah. I take full accountability. I enjoyed the journey. Like getting fat is one of the most fun things you can do. Honestly, (laughs) like eating what you want. Like going to a restaurant and not and not going. Hi, sorry. Um, is this gluten free, dairy free, sugar free? You know when you just like just give me what I want (laughs) and give me two of them, you know, (laughs) and a beer to wash it down. (laughs) And it's only like nine a.m. That's your breakfast. Something. So on, I've never, fortunately, I've never like gone overweight, right? So Mm. my weight fluctuates. No, I've been like a little chubby, chubby? like on my face. (laughs) I feel (laughs) (laughs) on my face. Not chubby. Okay. okay, wait. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> leave me and my skinny yeah, journey okay, alone. Okay, cool. yeah. But is there a point where you like realize? When did you realize that? Okay, I'm really getting out of control. You now. know what the problem is? As you're getting out of control, you realize, and then because you feel so bad about yourself, and I think that this is a journey that I'd like to help people with because it's not just about weight loss yes. or weight gain. It's about everything else that we do in life. Sometimes we 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 start on this trajectory of of self loathing and self hate, yeah. or we're in a lot of pain. It starts. It always everything starts out with not being able to manage your pain. 100%. So what happens is we start either self-medicating our pain or hurting ourselves more. Mm-hmm. So you realize I've put on a couple of pounds and I'm not living my best life. Yeah. But what happens is you get into a cycle of self-loathing. So you're like, I hate myself and I feel so low. Ah, what am I gonna do? Eat Let's cake. eat some more. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. This mm-hmm. will make me feel better. Or let me go out drinking Because we all gain weight In different ways oh, yeah, right? 100%. You might think like I'm not eating But you know Oh yeah but I'm, I'm drinking All the time I'm drinking all the time That's that's going to mess you up mm. um, And then you get to a point Where I suppose you, you, you think You've hit rock bottom mm-hmm. Where you like Just hit the bottom And then you don't realize Okay what was That there's another bottom? level You just oh, keep going <laughs> I think my level so was. You thought you hit rock yeah, bottom, thought, then you sunk to the There was a time where I was like, "Yeah, this is <laughs> as far it. as I want to go. This is like, shoo, this is it. I'm gonna, I'm on my way up." And then the and elevator then, just went. Like there was a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, this is a ledge. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go on. So, so what I went was even that deeper, ledge? Right? What was I think the ledge was 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 when my daughter was born. I was like, "Okay, this is like far enough now. This is like, you know, it's good." Yeah. I was there. I supported. I ate with you. Oh, so we gained um, weight together. We gained weight together. Now I'm coming back. And now uh, that wasn't it. Like, uh-huh. I just kept going on my own now. Okay. You yes. know. And where I got to a point was like, something's got to change. I, I, I took a walk. I tried to just walk three Ks. Just three Ks. Yeah. Just as an exercise. Yeah. My first K, I was, I, I was so tired and out of breath. And it wasn't even like a major uphill. It was mm. just like my first K of walking. Yeah. This yeah. was like December sometime. Jeez. Um, 2016. I was like, that's it. Oh, really? From today onwards, this is gonna change. Yeah. And funny enough, when you when you say that, the intention. I believe God puts everything in your life 
to help you succeed. Mm. He will bring around the right people. He will he will he will take you and put you in the right places. Um, you will have everything that you need. You just have to receive and grab your opportunities. Yeah. Is it a holistic? Because uh, I'd assume that weight gain, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, it comes from self-loathing and being out of control with your own life. And the only thing you can control is what you're really putting into your mouth. That's right. right. So when you started this journey, it had to be a holistic thing. You had to fix the. I core. had to start with me spiritually. Yeah. I had to be at a place where spiritually I was I was more about my spirit than I was about my flesh, mm-hmm. because I'll put it this way: our bodies and us as human beings, what we want. In our flesh Is not always good for us yeah, Like we all love sugar Right oh, It yeah. tastes good yeah. um, Once you get hooked on, on the taste of alcohol On cigarettes You want that And your your body Craves for that stuff mm. It's like drugs I mean When you're addicted to drugs You're no longer in control It's mm. your body telling you Hey We need this Call the dealer man mm. You're like Not today please I'm about to go to an important meeting It's like Yo call the dealer right now mm. Or else Yeah And what you gotta do Is get to a point Where you are Operating on the spirit level and not on a flesh level so mm. you know that you have dominion over your flesh you have control over yourself and you say even though it hurts and that's why mm. getting out of any addiction in the beginning is so painful the oh, first yeah. couple of weeks the first couple of weeks of exercising are gonna Jeez. hurt the first couple of weeks of dieting are gonna hurt the first couple of weeks of rehab are gonna hurt because those first couple of weeks months sometimes yeah is when your body is screaming at you saying yo I want this and I want that mm. right so if you're if you're trying to change your life in any way, don't be afraid Whatever. that initially it's going to be so difficult. Mm-hmm. You're going to even have friends who are like, ah, man, come on. Ah, let's go drink. Let's go have a, it's just a beer. Yeah. Like, let's go to a bri at least. Mm. And then you get there and they're like, ah, fooled ya. We're having drinks as well. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and you're going to have to get out of the places mm. and, and the people that, that are still there. Jeez. And I think that applies to every aspect of our lives, right? It's mm. not just people who are facing physical challenges, but even people who are trying to accomplish their dreams and make big things happen. I think all these obstacles will come into your path. Yeah, you have to do new things. So you what I realize to. is um, initially, don't go to the set. Don't go to the same places. Don't go to those brides. Don't yeah. go to don't those. Don't hang around with the same people. Don't hang around with the same people the who eat the, 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 the things that you're trying to avoid. Um, Heck, if you got to be at home all the time where you can control what you're eating, do that. And then when you're ready, start going out slowly. And, and you know what? Maybe change, change your environment and change your friends. Oh, I love it. Well, I feel like a lot of the time it's just you do have to change your external environment. Yeah. You know, even when you're trying to accomplish something, because certain people have not accomplished that level of success that you're aiming for, they can't see where you're going. So you need to be around mentors and you need to surround yourself with people who have been there and learn from them, read books, you know, that kind of thing. That's right. And and I think that uh, the important thing is even while you're on it, like today I was running, right? And I was mm. doing my 7K and I was like, ah, this is so painful. Yeah. And, and, and I decided right there and then, you know what? My reality is actually an illusion. My real reality is what the thought I have in my head 100%. of seeing myself running up this hill with strength, with power. Oh, yeah. And even though it's not happening now, I'm manifesting it. So mm. if I keep doing this, and even though my flesh is saying, you got to stop, I need a break. If I, if I push through this and I keep pushing through this, it, it's only a matter of time when mm. what I'm, I'm the manifesting, vision. the vision will be the truth. Oh, that's what it is with everything. I love it. And on that note. Yes. A visionary. We got a visionary in the studio, Mr. Sean Barber. How you doing, Sean? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just in case you don't know who Sean Barber is, you know there's that new amazing restaurant in Bryanston. Yeah, I mean that's the one new restaurant. Four level, 
but but there's other restaurants called Rockets. Mm, but this is like the monster. This is like the monster, right? Yeah. It's like all the Joburg cool people, all the cool kids. Oh yeah, go there, you are bound you know? to bump into everyone that's cool. That I went there, there for your birthday. Oh yeah, because I got taste, man. Yeah, I got you got taste. taste. <laughs> I was like impressed. Um, and you know what? It, it's it's quite fair, but it, because it's so full, like I, I'm a celebrity, okay. <laughs> And I was like, I'm to Can I have a ta- And they were like, Listen, it's Saturday night. You can see for yourself, dude. It's full. So, mm. you know, very we well done. No, no, they didn't say, like, we know your table. They were like, but you know what? It is full. We're going to get you the best table that we can get. They were, they were no, very you demanded. Fair. I tried. You I, demanded no, the best table. I, I, I tried in, the in a nice way, in a charming way. I was like, hey, man, you know. But wait, it's hard to get a bad table because the whole place was so beautiful. It was cold. It was winter. Like, oh, you want to be inside? inside. <laughs> I want to be inside. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> but great service, great food. Um, oh, yeah. Congratulations to you, Sean. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Sean. I mean, that is like a four story, just so that people know. It is four stories. The rooftop And then there's The two levels There's the bar mm. So you got the The rooftop level mm-hmm. Which we call The Elix bar Then you've got The, the bar Slash tapas lounge mm-hmm. Which we've called Lolita's okay. Then we've got The restaurant level And then underneath We've got a We call it a Members lounge But it's 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 not really A members lounge It's more like A, a co-work space Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, It's basically It's more aptly described As a membership area That you can come If you pay a monthly subscription You can come and work there During the day Oh that's cool so That's on that bottom level Yeah Dope. Oh, That's amazing yeah, it's cool. But you started out With the one restaurant uh, Which was your first one? That was Ravonia 2007 Oh okay. wow The one yeah. It's just up the road From, from yeah. Cliff Central right? We that was your first yeah, one It's one, one right up yeah. yeah Oh really? Brought back memories driving yeah. and, and what Do you still have that restaurant here? No moved totally Yes yeah. We moved on So you've packed it all up but And put it into moved, Bryce We kept that We went uh, in Ravonia Boulevard We did nine years Oh jeez so We actually In September 2016 <laughs> We donated that restaurant To Rhino Salvation So we oh. called, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah We've got another brand Called Fuel Mm-hmm. And we took that brand, put it in the Ravonia shop, and called yeah. it Fuel Ferranos, and all of our profits went to honorary rangers for six months before we closed. Whoa, oh, man. Is that is incredible. Yeah. So you're a guy from Durban, Sean. What yeah. made you decide that you were going to go into this business of being a restauranter? Well, well, actually, I was uh, for my sins. I was a CA by trade. Oh, yeah, but a bad one. Yeah, well, that is KPMG one. <laughs> Were you on that level? Maybe, maybe not as clever as them, but maybe more honest. I don't okay. know. <laughs> yeah, that's what made you bad. You, know, you were honest. Yeah. I was too, too honest. honest. <laughs> yeah, I was too honest. Yeah. All right, and, and and here you are. You, you, you studied your CA. Obviously, it's very. It's a very tough degree. My yeah. my sister just became a CA, and it yeah. takes a while. You have to be smart. That was eight and years. and everyone is like, this is the path to go. I mean, this is the promised. Yeah. Profession, right? That's what my dad said, yeah. And then you decide, no, stuff this. I took the furthest thing away from being a CEO I could find, which is restaurants. That's Jeez. how much I hated being a CA. Oh. Okay. So did you go into restaurants because you hated being a CA yeah. or because you loved restaurants? No. <laughs> kind of both. A bit of both. A yeah. little bit. A bit of both. No, I, had a, I went into restaurants because I had a feeling, I had a good hunch that I could get it done. Okay. Oh. You know, and if, you, if we're nothing, we're instinctual creatures, you know. What, what was it that. about your instincts that you thought you could do differently with restaurants? Um, you know, restauranteering is sensory. You got to you got to touch base on all the senses, and I always had a, I was um, very in tune with that throughout my whole life. Whatever, whatever I did in school, if we put on an event, if I, if I threw a party, we we touched base on all of those. You know, I had all of those areas covered, and I thought if I could bring that into restauranteering, mm. you know, taste, touch, sight, sound, all of them. Um, mm. Then I could ma- I could make it happen. So we, we uh, I moved back from London and, and gave it a go. Okay. And what was your first one? Did you open immediately a, a first restaurant, or did you just start working for someone no, else? No, no. I just I just 
just jumped out the plane and hoped that parachute would open by the time I hit the ground. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, I like bounced. That. It didn't open, I bounced. It opened on the, on the <laughs> yeah. second free fall, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> what was your first restaurant? That was, that was Rockets in Ravonia. So it did work. Oh. Yeah, it did work, but the, the initial months were quite tough. Yeah. It was an automated car garage over there in the corner of um, 12th and Ravonia Boulevard. It, you know, when you open, it was a very strange spot. I mean, Ravonia yeah. wasn't as, I suppose, sophisticated as it kind of started to become later on. Yeah. Um, but it was only, especially it was that part, that, only right? that would give me a gap. Yeah, mm. he was the only one. Yeah, and it seemed like you were at at some point you were thriving in that particular space, as that's where we knew Rockets mm. was, yeah. and people came from far and wide to come yeah. to this place. And and I remember back in the day, like you said, <laughs> there, there there were all these other places that were a little bit dodgy, and then the Grand opens right there, which mm. is good and maybe not so good as well, right? <laughs> well, you know, people that say, oh, is, is, it, is it good being next to the Grand? And you're like, oh, yes and no, I suppose. Yeah. But when people want to go to the Grand, they want to go to the Grand. Yeah, they don't, they're not interested. They don't stop off at you first. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. But it's like, a good way to like say, um, how do you get there? Where is this place? Well, you know, just by the Grand, just behind you that. You can ask someone that when they're not next to their wives. Yeah. You, say, like, do you know where the Grand mean? is? And they go, no, no. Not, a, not a clue. What, <laughs> what do they what do there? The <laughs> <laughs> But when you started Rockets, what was the core principle? Like, what was the core messaging that you wanted your restaurant to stand for? Um, Look, I've always been interested in the fusion food type aspect of cuisine. I don't. I, I get bored if you have to stay to one type of national cuisine, like Italian or mm. yeah. Portuguese or whatever. And I like the fusion food aspect. I don't like any frozen food. We like mm. to prepare fresh every day, and we've we've kept that that basis going through all of our shops. No matter if it's a Rockets Express or if it's a big Rockets, you know. I mean, yeah. We, we make sure everything we do is fresh on that day, cut to order, um, made to order. So, uh, in terms of the food aspect, I wanted to do that, and then um, I wanted to just put it in an environment where people feel relaxed. And the service is dynamite, you know. Mm. Have we got it right all the time? No, of course not. I mean, no one does. Find, find a restaurant that says he's got that right all the time, and you'll find. Yeah. I'll show you someone who's lying. But yeah, um, yeah we've we've. Uh, it's just an unrelenting pressure on that on that standard. I mean, we are as fanatical about the meal that comes out in the next five minutes right now than I was in 2007, 5th of December. What I like to know is like when you landed from on that plane from London and you mm. decided I want to open a restaurant. And then getting to that point where it's actually open, you know, I suppose being a CA or, or former CA helped yeah. because you knew how to work the numbers and, and yeah. all people who are going to fund your restaurant or help you if you're going to go and, and, and get um, investors, they need to know the numbers. Um, how important was that in getting you to where you were? Was it, was it a, com- obviously it's a combination, but what combination was it of the numbers and the touch, the sensory stuff, the feel, the taste, everything else? Look, I think you can, if you can't do the numbers yourself, you can get someone to do the numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, look, restauranteering is—it's half inspiration, which mm-hmm. is the creativity, and it's half perspiration, which is the numbers. And by numbers, I mean counting. Mm. So you got to—we count everything every day. You got to stick to your GPS, your cost of sale percentages. You got to watch that. If you're not watching that, you will close. Mm. As simple as that. And that's <laughs> the, that's the unglamorous part of restauranteering. You know mm. what I mean? I mean, I mean, you went into the one of the toughest businesses Jeez. because not only do you have in your business. That, that, that's going to affect your profit The fact that what you sell Is, is stuff that's perishable mm-hmm. When you've got highly desirable Perishable, movable goods That's a yeah. tough factor In terms of um, vulnerability When it comes to stock mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. And uh, Including booze Exactly I was going to go to that as well yeah. I mean, Most restaurants Where they fall Is the fact that Actually You know The booze If you don't Like really control that mm. You're going down baby Yeah You're going down So look I mean, We count everything every day mm. okay. We probably spend 
three, four man hours per employee every day counting something. We count everything from teaspoons to fillet steaks. You count, you have yeah. to count. If you don't, you get, even if it's an initial, it might be a little bit that you're losing. It snowballs. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. The hardest mm. part of controls, which I always tell my guys, it's not inventing or developing the control. It's doing it to infinity. Hmm. You got to do that every day, even when it's get, it gets boring. Yeah, even when you and think I'm sure it does, it. and mm. it does. There's nothing more boring than counting, yeah. believe me. And entering your variances and investigating your variances is it's the worst part of our job. Mm. But mm. that that is what makes you money. Mm. You know what? You can give me a 500,000 rand restaurant, or yeah. give me a five million rand restaurant. If you don't know what you're doing on the five mil restaurants, you'll make less money than the 500,000 rand restaurant. Oh jeez! Wow! Just because you turn more, you know what I mean? Doesn't mm. mean you make more. Oh it means yeah! You can lose more. So mm. like that. Restauranteering is about controls. It is. But you sound very hands-on. Is that yeah. a conscious effort that you make to constantly be on top of everything? For sure. Have to be. Mm. Have to be. Like when someone says to me, oh, I want to open my own restaurant. And I say, okay, why do you want to open your own restaurant? And yeah. then they go, if they it, say to me, oh, I love to cook. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> not really a good reason. I'm a great cook. <laughs> and cook at home. Don't say the yeah. second one is oh, I love people. You need you need both of those. You need to love mm. food. You need to love people. But that's not what's going to make your restaurant. Yeah. And my hands on all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I've got an incredible team mm. that are also hands on. We do it together. It's a team effort. I don't go all in, and I leave with them as much as I can. Yeah. You know, um, we are a family there, and all my stores we families. But did you make sure that in the hiring process you hired people who shared your same value and vision? Yeah. Like, you, I mean, we've got over three hundred people that work for us geez. in and amongst our restaurants. So. You, you try to mm. And you try to think You get good at, at In the interview process And in the hiring process But um, you, you make mistakes there It's um, It's it's not always easy Yeah It's not always easy we, I make mistakes all the time I mean I'm hiring. sure a couple Would fall through the cracks Right Because I mean Most of us are very good Interviewees And then when you get yeah. to the job It's like Ugh yeah, I said all these great things Especially, especially <laughs> no. people in hospitality they're very, 100%. they're very good interviews Because they're used to conversing with people So they'll know what to say to you as their potential boss So you as their potential boss Need to be able to see through that But mm. um, yeah, no, Maybe one out of two times I get it right But I think for me what's important is Okay, we've, we've heard the story Of who you are and, and what you do But the big story Is the man behind Oh yeah You know, the restaurant mm. Sean Barber Um what is your ultimate inspiration? What is it that makes you tick as um, a man? That makes me tick as a man? Mm-hmm. It's, it's simple. It's my family. Eh? Yeah. Oh. Straight. That's oh. why I do what I do. No. My wife and my three kids. Actually, you know what? Mm. And my family also extends to the people I work with. Yeah. But you know, primarily my family. How yeah, do you make that. those two work so well? Because, you know, obviously you're a real family man, but mm. you're in a very tough business. Oh, in that every for sense. a lot of people takes them away from their family. Mm, How do you yeah. marry those two, man? Well, look, it's, it's, it's very easy for family and, and restauranteering to be mutually exclusive. Mm. You know, but just because of the hours, you know, and Kenzie you said, am I hands-on? Yeah, I am hands-on. So yeah. that makes it even harder. So when do you find time for your kids and when do you find mm. time for your wife, especially if you want to be at your shop or one of your shops all the time? Yeah. You know, and um, to a large extent, you need to be at your shops all the time, but you also have a wife and kids that need to see you. So the, I think I found the balance about seven or eight years ago, when, oh, okay. but, but certain things had to give, mm-hmm. you know, so the first thing that gave was alcohol. Mm. Yeah. I don't drink. Oh. I don't drink at work. 
Um, on a very special occasion, I might have one drink with a customer. I'm not going to turn to salt if I do. Yes. But um, <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> Lot, Lot had no, Lot's wife had no idea when she turned around. They, they told her. They warned her. Okay. <laughs> but maybe she was drinking. <laughs> But um, yeah, so yeah. We, we've got a very strong no drinking policy at work. Okay. We have okay. No, no staff drinks, no after work drinks. Um, oh. that, that helps my wife. She knows mm. I'm 100% in control. Oh, I'm I, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, there's no fraternizing with clients. Oh, that's very I mean? important. Yeah, you don't, there's no second venue when we close and cash up and go home. We go home. Mm. You know, mm. all, our, all of us, we go home to our I families. I like that, man. You're, you're, no, you're incredibly like, yeah. disciplined in what you do. But that's because you, you seem to have a higher purpose. Yeah. Yes. About, that's your family, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and, and how important is that in, in you know, any business at all, but especially in what you do? Yeah, I think, I think a higher purpose is incredibly important, especially when you're in a pressure situation. You know what I mean? So if you, if you and you guys alluded to it earlier, that the, the more pressure I think someone is exposed to, the, the easier it is for the syntax. Mm. You know what I mean? The mm. easier it is to buckle, whether you're mm. buckling to food or cigarettes or alcohol. Or whatever, whatever your vice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So if you have a higher purpose, it makes your metal that much stronger. Mm. And um, I think as restauranteurs, you need that. You need a good support base. If I didn't have anyone to go home to, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would be as disciplined as I am. And is that what keeps you grounded? For sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, my family. Jeez. What's the legacy you want to leave behind? Why do you think God gave you this opportunity to to open these restaurants that flourish, mm. that do so well? Um, it, it can't just be obviously for for the lifestyle and everything else. There must be a higher purpose, right? Um, yeah, I mean, look, the the benefit about restauranteering and and what we do, we we are. Especially because we've opened quite a few shops, we're able to employ a lot of people. Mm. So, you know, we employ over 300 people. That means we're supporting over 1,200 if you go in a family of yeah. four kind of thing. So, I mean, you're supporting that's, households. That's households, yeah. Mm. And and what's also nice is that with all of our all of the people that work for us, we upskill them as much as possible. Mm. So, even if um, we start them as a scholar, they'll be in with we'll give them opportunities to grow within the kitchen. You know what I mean? So oh, we'll okay. we'll take them from scullery to pizza section to salad section to grill. Just so they just need to show willingness and aptitude to learn, you know. So the legacy that we have, it's it, it, it is there's a social benefit to it that we can uplift people. Mm. You know mm. that is mm. nice, and I think if especially in this country, if we all have that attitude, we can. Doesn't matter if you do a little bit of good or a lot of bit of good. If we all if we all synergize in terms of that social benefit aspect mm. to what we do, a lot of good can be created. So there is that. I mean, yeah. on a on a personal front, I think. I mean, just providing for my family and and the people close to me that I work with, providing for their families. You know, mm. um, people said, "Do you love restaurants?" I love restaurants. I do yeah. restaurants. Yeah. Would I want my my kids to be in restaurants? Hell no. Because <laughs> you know. Because I know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I mean, we do yeah. hundred hour weeks. Yeah. I've been doing a hundred hour weeks for ten years. And how do you stay in shape, man? You're doing so many hours and, and whatnot. <laughs> it's a very flattering T-shirt. Oh, I must get one. <laughs> we must all just like. <laughs> but look, I mean, you're a son of the soil. You know, you're talking mm. about this country. You're not. Like you are, from, I'm not. I was gonna say you're not even from Joburg, but you're from Durban. Derbs. Yeah. All right, you're a Durban boy. I'm a Durban boy. And you came out to the city of gold, or was it you just love this place? Uh, I went to Cape Town first. I went to mm. oh, okay. five years, and then I moved to Joburg, and I fell in love with Joburg. Oh really? Which yeah. your favorite city? Town. Joburg is my favorite city. Really? I love Joburg by as well, far. Yeah. Not even a question. It's got a great vibe, doesn't it? You can. I've, I've lived in New York, London, mm-hmm. um, Chicago. I've lived in a lot of places. Yeah. yeah. Joburg, hands down. Yeah. And why? Why would you say that is? It's, it's just you know what? It's, it sounds cliche, but the people in Joburg are amazing. Mm. Mm. We don't have anything but people. Yeah, mm. we've got mind dumps and people. 
Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We don't have the ocean. We don't have a mountain. We've just got us. Yeah, we got to so, make it work. And we make yes. it work. And it's hard and it's fast. I mean, I, like, I think it's the hardest, fastest city there is. Yeah. And, and, and to open a restaurant in a city like that's awesome. Yeah. Actually, you know, here's the one thing. I mean, you succeeded in Rivonia, but now you've, you're super mega successful in Bryanston. How do you plan to just sustain that? Because the people in Joburg will go to your restaurant for six months, love it, and then suddenly go to another place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's always a risk. Yeah. Restauranteering is, is uh, three steps. you got to build it, you got to open it, you got to maintain it. And the maintaining is where your skill set comes in. You need to reinvent yourself every 16 to 20 months. You need to keep it fresh in people's minds, whether it's a menu change, whether it's a decor change, personal change. Whatever you do, you got to mm. keep it current. As soon as you're not current, there's always going to be that next guy opening around the corner. Oh, 100%. You know, and that's going to try and copy you. We've had that already. We've been open four months. Ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh. no, it's mentioned. But I can see know. why. Like, yeah. I mean, everyone wants to copy a successful winning formula, right? Yeah. yeah. So if it looks like it's working for someone else, you just want to replicate the success. You don't for want sure. to put in all the work of thinking of a new idea. You know, but well, well, they said to us, you're never going to fill four floors. You're never going to do it when that? we're building. Yeah, oh. You're never going to do it. And then we did it. And now they say, well, you're never going to do it for five years. So oh, bring it on! Yeah. Bring it and on. do you love it? it? Do you I love, love it, it when people Ch- do challenge that? accepted? <laughs> yeah. And how do you define success in the uh, business front and on the personal front? On both sides, mm. I think success on a professional front would be to a certain extent debt free. Mm-hmm. Although debt can be your friend, mm-hmm. you know, and used at times. I think if you don't have to use debt but you choose to, that's still a, a means of success. Mm-hmm. If you have to use debt, with no other option. I think you are not really successful yet. Um, so I think once you once you have a war chest of cash and you're able to expand in terms of yeah. whatever yeah. business proposition you get um, given or whatever opportunity you want to take hands on, if you can if you can self finance something like that, then I think you have a measure of success that you can look back and go. Yeah, I think I've achieved what I needed to achieve. Are you yourself self-finance with the new establishment? Uh, with the new one, mm. unfortunately not. Um, okay. that, that new one was it's a 30 million rand restaurant. I don't wow. That's and a lot. it looks <laughs> Can we just yeah. be fair? That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of burgers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta flip I'm a lot of burgers. There. I'm not there yet. But I love what you just said now, like especially because it's coming from someone who is in a tough business, but you're also formerly a CA because I think a lot of young people, they, 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 they talk about this big dream that one day, I'll just be totally out of debt and I'll, and I'll never have debt and I never use debt. My sister likes to use it. You know, she's a banker. And I think to myself, but surely there, there is a balance between having some debt and also not having some debt. That you, you, you know, you yeah. always need a little bit of debt anyway. Yeah, I mean... It, Why it, it, not get someone else to finance your dreams? Exactly. It just depends on the cost of your debt mm. you know, the risk associated with your debt. You know, if, if you've got a pallet for both of those... Then why not use someone else's money and the ability to manage the debt and as manage well. the debt? Because sure. at the end of the day, yes, you you, you asked for that money, right? Yeah. Because here's where we go wrong: is rather debt people. than give away equity. Remember that. Ah, oh, rather debt than oh. give away equity. Yeah, that's I a nugget that. of wisdom. Come on, keep going, keep going with that yeah. one. <laughs> why would you say that? Yeah, in, debt debt is fine. You can debt is not going to ever tell you how to pay, pay run your business. Okay. Pay your debt back. Your debt's gone. Mm. You know what I mean? Bringing a partner on things get a whole lot more complicated. Share ownership is way more complicated than debt. Mm. A lot more. You know, if partners mm-hmm. were good, God would have one. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that on Insta. <laughs> no, I like what you're saying because I was just about to, um, with my next business, go and get a whole bunch of people to come into it and like share the equity. And what you just said, because that was a debate I was having in my mind. Do you just go and get some debt or do you just say, look, uh, guys, 
everybody put some money in and let's make this thing work. I mean, if you if you can leverage off a skill set hmm. from a partner, then and they're gonna leverage, they're gonna launch your business further than you can yourself and at a much higher pace. Then for sure, get that partner in there. But if you're in an industry where I'm not saying we know all there is to know, but we've been doing it going on 11 years now. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've opened nine stores. But there's not, I don't, I, I don't, I never want to say we know all there is because mm. I would yeah. never ever be that arrogant. But in terms of restauranteering, we, 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 we have quite a, a vast knowledge about it. Uh, so to bring on a partner in the restaurant business when you have that knowledge. Too many hey, opinions, too many, many opinions. Cooks. And yeah, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. But if it's a new business, for instance, that I don't know enough about, and I take on a strategic partner that knows more than me for sure. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? Because you spoke about you've got nine shops. Yeah. Where are the other uh, restaurants? Oh, we sold Ravonia. So we opened okay. nine, we have eight. Um, okay. We've got the Four Rockets Expresses, which is a brand that we mm-hmm. started on the side. There's another brand I have called Fuel. Oh, and, yes, yeah, and then there's the two shops in Parkhurst and now the big one in Bryanston. All right, dope. Yeah. The yeah. Parkhurst one is also amazing. I mean, Bryanston is like the kingpin, but like, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Parkhurst, Parkhurst has been good to us. Yeah. yeah. It, um, you know, I think we honed our skills in, in Ravonia. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. You know, and we, we realized how to, it's guerrilla warfare in Ravonia. That's a destination shop, yeah. you know, and you need, mm. to, if you can make nine years in Ravonia, you can make nine years. So we, we took that destination shop mm. and we put it in a half footpath, you know, area with, um, with a lot of competition. We brought our standards there and what we do there and then, and we flourished there. Yeah. How did you keep that, that, that first shop, the Ravonia one going when you say it is a destination area? Because, you go there on purpose. You, you never went to yeah. Rocket and Ravonia like like I was just passing. I'm by. just driving by. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just look over there. There's Rocket and Ravonia. No. I think I'm hungry. I'm gonna pop in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna walk down the road to Rocket and Ravonia. Yeah. How do you make a, a restaurant last in a destination location? That's yeah. that's the hardest thing about restauranting. The the benefit about being a destination location is that you're gonna have low rent. Remember yeah, that yeah, yeah, If yeah. you've got a half foot full area Or with You know in a, or a very high density Residential slash corporate area You're going to have high rent But you're going to have High patronage mm. You know If you're going to be In a destination type spot You know you're going to have Low rent So make sure that you can have Enough people Frequenting your shop to cover that low rent It's much easier to cover low rent Okay but Did you do a lot of marketing? Did you do Did you go out there On social media? Look I mean in 2007 When we started I feel like a dinosaur Saying this But there wasn't There wasn't even Facebook There was no social media Yeah Um, Or definitely not as prolific As it is now Mm. So it's you know, we worked on the one in ten ratio. That if someone has a good experience, they tell one person. If oh, they have a yeah. bad experience, they tell ten. Yeah. You know. Um, so we, we That's just a great made business sure. Philosophy, yeah, we made yeah. sure that nine hundred ninety-nine thousand meals were dynamite, and then by word of mouth, we built the brand up. But you're talking about social media. How has social media impacted your business? Because I mean, people can go on social media, and you know, they decide that they're having a bad day, so they're just gonna rag on. Your restaurants. So this social media has made restauranteering very, very difficult. It's it's basically given, it's given the bully a voice Mm -hmm. that he didn't deserve. Mm. You know, so someone has a bad day, or they don't like you, or like your brand, um, for whatever reason, they'll go onto a a Facebook group, none mentioned, and they will hammer you. Mm. And suddenly, Mm. what they could have told maybe ten people, they're speaking to fifty thousand. Or what they could have told you, wouldn't that have been better? For sure, if they'd had the decency to tell me, you can fix it right then and there. You can make Mm. it up to them. You can, if it is warranted, of course. Even if it's not warranted, we will still, as a brand, go that extra thousand miles to do whatever we need to do to make you happy because that's Mm. what we do. 
And but I'm sure it's also had like very positive effects on the business, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I should have started with the positive. So sorry. No, no, no. I started with the negative. No, start, with, okay. start with the bad news first, and then, and then lead, us, good lead us back to the bit, good news. The, I mean, the the positive is awesome. It really is cool. You you do a slack menu change, and people know about it instantly. Mm. You know, you do a cool thing like we had Euphonic on our roof on Monday. It was Instagrammed. To Helen gone. It was amazing, it's, and that and that and that is a very cool aspect of social yeah. media. And also the aesthetics of the restaurant, right? So yeah. because the restaurant is so beautiful, everyone wants to be pictured there. Yeah. So like you guys have that like um, is it like a leaf wall the or green something? Wall. Yeah, we've got yes. a couple of green walls. And yeah. then everyone wants to be pictured mm. there, and of course wants to tag the location. Yeah, and because we have FOMO, yeah. we all want to be like, I'm going to rock a picture. I even me, even me, I was a rocket. Even me, I've got taste. Okay. <laughs> So I guess exactly. social media has been a double-edged yeah. sword, right? It is a double-edged sword. You know, it's it's yin and yang. Life is a balance, mm. yeah. you know. For every mm. up, there's a down. No, oh, so There's definitely an upside to social media. If you just need to use it correctly, you need to have a good team behind you. You know, it's 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 become so much more than a Facebook post. Oh, one hundred once a week or twice a week. It's it's more than that. It's it's, yeah. it's like guerrilla warfare. And, and We're inundated with information, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so you have to. Yeah. Stay at the top of mind. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say though, I'm so glad that we had you in the studio. Thanks, I mean, you guys. sound like a really amazing human being. Mm-hmm. How important was your own father in your journey as a man to where you are right now? Yeah, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the best example I could have had as a dad. Oh. It was, uh, you know, my, my father worked away from home for four years. Yeah. Super what did he do? He's an engineer. Okay. Yeah, he's just an engineer. So he actually built the Vol River Tunnel and the Moskets Tunnel. Oh, wow. Um, he built um, the Durban Piers. Mm. He built the Mschlanger Pier, the Wellwishbone Pier. But mm. it, that uh, industry that he was in required him to work away from home. And yeah. when we started, we, when we were young, we didn't have much yeah. by any means. Mm. And he sacrificed a lot. You know, so when, I, when I'm working late and I'm coming home at three or four in the morning, I think of my father. He was away for four years and it suddenly becomes mm-hmm. easier to do what I do. Yeah. Mm. You know, he gave up everything. So, um, yeah, he was, he's, he's my, so my hero that I could. So it's really important for, for, I suppose, a man who wants to be successful to either find a role model if he doesn't already have one. Yeah. That that he can model his own life on, mm. for sure, of course. I mean, it's it's it makes that that inspiration so much easier to attain if you have someone quite close to you. I mean, your dad within your family that mm. you can look up to as a role model. Definitely, yeah. you can look up to someone else, you know, an uncle, a good friend, someone who's achieved, but someone who has good values. Mm. Is if you've had a tough upbringing. I don't think a tough upbringing is an excuse to you to yeah. for you to live a bad life. Yeah. But it's definitely, if you've had a good role model somewhere along the line, definitely there's less excuses for you. Mm. I just like to know, as I'm, I'm a father myself, and you're a father. Mm. Um, maintaining what you have as a businessman and your kids, that time, how, how do you actually make it work on a practical level? Do you decide that, okay, on certain days, guys... My son or my daughter is having either a ballet recital or a soccer game. I'm not going to be there, and that's just how it is. You know, you you mentioned my dad. My father never missed one game, mm. whether it was mm. water polo, rugby, soccer, cricket. Not one. Wow. And he, when he was obviously mm. at home, um, and I think you need to do that as well. You need to make sure that when you are, as you engage with your child, make it as much as you can be. Mm. You know what I mean? Be present. So be present with them. Go to like rock up at school. If mm. you can, if you have, if you are fortunate enough to get a bit of time away from work and you don't mm. have, do you think uh, it's important to just make that time? Sometimes make that time. Where, where for actually, because sure. we could, as men, sometimes make excuses. Um, of course you can, especially when you are successful, because you can be like, you can see, like it's working, right? Yeah. Did you like the bike or the skateboard you mm. got? Yeah. A- and that's why I'm never with you guys. But how important is, is it to tell your staff, to tell the people that you work with that on that day, not available? Yeah. Look, I mean. I th- 
I think as a, for your child, your time is far more important to them than a material possession. Yeah. You know, they're going to look back on their life and they're going to mm. look at their time with you instead of that bike that they rode. Mm. You know, and that mm-hmm. makes them a beautiful woman or a beautiful man. It's the time that mm. you invest in them. Mm. You know, mm. like if you, my issue with going from two to three kids, it's, it was obviously kids are expensive these days, but my, my big question was my time with them. Now it's divided, instead of dividing by two, it's now divided by three. Mm. The best, the most important thing you can give your child is your time, your yeah. undivided attention. Look at them in their eyes, hold them, hug them, kiss them. Mm. You know, um, you've got to do that. Whether it's done at school when you're watching them play football or cricket or whatever it is, or when it's at home after you've bought them, mm. you know, mm. that touch, mm. that time, that one-on-one, oh. that's nothing's more important than that. Dope, man. And how Dope. important is your wife in this equation? Sure, everything. Yeah. She, my wife is Spanish. The so. best way to get them. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another she, country. She, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm not telling you that too. I'm, oh, look at me. I'm ported a wife. I didn't say that. No, no, no. no. Saying, we, I, How did you we, guys meet though? I met her in London. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, we went, okay. She's, I know how important she is because when she goes home to see her family, I'm lost. Yeah, like, oh. I, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and uh, yeah. she might be listening now, so she mustn't. Cool. Yeah. She must, I'm, I'm way stronger than that. Cool, yeah. I'm not lost. I'm, I'm just not a lost. little I'm lost. Just saying it for radio. Just saying it for radio. <laughs> no, we know, we know the truth. But is she involved yeah. in the business at all? No, she's okay. not. She's um, she busy. She's the best time maker I've ever seen. So yeah, that's, oh, that's most, amazing. She's got a much harder job than me. She raises our three babies. Oh, you know. And how do you make time for that? Because here's the other thing, right? Yes, you got to make time. You, you got the for business. your relationship. You've made the time with the kids. Now you got to make time for the relationship. Yeah, that's hard. That's yeah. hard. She's the one that suffers the most because I mean, I, I try not to. Try not to miss bath time, or and I try to put my kids to bed as much as I can. Yeah. And then when they sleep, I go, and mm. then she's at home on her own. Mm. So that's really hard for her. And that's, I mean, uh, the only night I have at home now is a Monday. I get home at six or seven. You're on like Monday. a pastor, man. Yeah. <laughs> Monday. But, Thanks but for what, that. what do you do? I'll, I'll what do you do? I like, do you do, 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 do you take you guys out make your special movie? time for each other? Do you take out Look, whenever you open it, when, whenever you open a new restaurant. It's tough, man. so she knows she'll lose me for six months. Okay, okay. flat out. Does she come to the restaurant though, yeah. or no? Look, I mean, sometimes she'll yeah. she'll come to the restaurants. I won't even spend time with her. I'm, That's the I'm, problem. We're active. All of us are active. It's mm. hard for us yeah. to have our wives there and our spouse yeah. and our kids. It's difficult, yeah. and it's it makes it even more frustrating for us because they you there. feel guilty. You, yeah, they're there. You can see them, but you can't even sit with them. You're too busy. There's mm. always, you know, what this. Mm. Restauranteering mm. is gunslinging. Uh, you've, there's something that's dynamic. You, there's something going on all the time. You've always got to be on your toes. You've got to be aware. You can't. I could. I could never be that guy that just sits and pretends that there's nothing going on around me. Mm. And, I, and I look and you know, I sit with my family. So it's, they, they feel even more, to a certain extent, more separated from me when they're at, at my the, work yeah. than than if it, well, I was there at, at at work and they were at home. Look, and I'm concerned yeah. that we've got like literally no, I want four minutes. One left. question. I w- no, I've got no, this one. No, I've you've got- been asking. No. Um, <laughs> How do you what's the tell pi- us the no. most romantic date night ever? Because <laughs> we're you, literally you fighting for Sean. We're like, you have to come back for part two. But <laughs> okay, ask your question, then I'll ask. The mine. most. What would what would you do, Sean, for the most romantic date night ever? You must you must have one you know, or two you, things up your sleeve. Yeah. Do you know what? And this is gonna this is gonna sound maybe a little bit boring. When people say to me, "Oh, we're going out to this rave, or we're going clubbing, or we go," I feel nothing. I don't feel any form of FOMO whatsoever. Yes. If someone says to me, "I'm going home to to crawl under the covers and watch a DVD with my wife," mm-hmm. well, that that then that I, pulls that, at your heart. And I'm not a jealous person, but I, then I get I get super jealous. So, so that for me, for me, the perfect date. 
It's okay. just be, it's just be. And maybe because I'm I'm out all oh, the time, yeah. and I give myself all the time. And you, you as a restauranteur, you never stop giving of yourself. So it's you to get home and be a little bit selfish and just just be with your wife. That's You're it. home. What's next, man? What's what, next? What are you putting together? What's, what the snacks? What's on the what's on that that tray? He's he's asking what you're eating. Basically, what because I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get all the, the details. Yes, he's and, trying and to take copy them for you. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You know my number. You can call anytime. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna no, but I've got one last question. Right, <laughs> yes, we're gonna have Sorry, to have guys, you back, Sean. Um, but the last question: mm. the best piece of advice you've ever received. Um. Well, I've got three. Okay. Three, mm-hmm. and I tell this to my guys every day. Um, always try your best I love that Always, always try your best More than that you can't do Okay mm, mm, mm. So perspiration, inspiration Put those two things together mm. Try your best Number two Is don't make the same stupid mistake twice mm. Okay Because everybody makes a stupid mistake Once and Everybody mm-hmm. And I will make a stupid mistake today But if you don't learn from that Then you are stupid Oh, so I love that You know what I mean mm-hmm. And number three And most importantly Is don't sulk Life's too Aww. short for sulkers. Aww. Yo, I love those, man. Aww. Those, those are, great. are great. Those are lessons we could all live by. Yeah. And if you yeah. have those three, they might sound random, but if you put them together, it pretty much touches on everything. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? There's no aggression. There's no passive aggression, resentment. Try your best. Learn from your mistakes and just live every day to the maximum. Oh, I love that. Because don't sulk is very much, don't have so much self-pity. Yeah, don't feel so it. sorry for yourself. Yeah, there are people out there that have it so much harder than you. How dare you sulk? And isn't that what stops us from our ultimate success and reaching our ultimate purpose? When we feel sorry for ourselves, we are not going to get there. Then as an individual, you're not progressing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, last song before we go. What would you like to hear? Anything in mind or should I choose? Uh, Michael Bolton. (laughs) (laughs) Really, are you going there? No, no, we don't have to. Did you just just put it on air that I like Michael Bolton? And Mariah Carey. Oh my gosh. This is character. He's a real man. Violation. Hey, guys, don't feel bad. Guys, okay, listen. I also love Michael Bolton. These, these are the things we discuss Wait when we're not on air. Let me, let me. <laughs> so, Sean's confessions. Baby, 101. Yeah. See, if, see, if you, see if you can pull this one. So and I like it because it's local. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Liquid Deep Fairy Tale. Can you pull it? Oh, we should have that. I mean. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, it has been a minute since Liquid Deep has been played. And, and, and funny, so they don't have fairy tale. <laughs> they don't. Okay, wait. I'll get you another one. Also local. Okay, um, maybe maybe I'll play one for my wife. Jar of Hearts, Christina Perry. You got that one. Oh, we should have. Uh, like, okay, but then I How said do you that spell the last. Jar of Hearts. Just put in Jar of Hearts. I gotta put in the artist. Uh, Christina Perry. It is C H C H R. Yeah. C H R I S. People aren't sentimental on the station. We don't have the sad, mushy, loving songs. Do we? Or put, um, let's keep it all local. You want another one? Yeah, Yeah, just keep giving us songs until we find one, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, At well, this stage, you might just have to sing. I'm just <laughs> like, sing us thing. out. <laughs> okay, what about Flyway, DJ Kent? DJ Kent! Featuring, <laughs> featuring Nandy Boma. We should have that one. Like, we should have all of these songs, yet you guys we don't. Are useless. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, we should have asked you for your playlist Too much before. Talk, not enough music. <laughs> Look. We like the sound of our own voices too much. <laughs> All right, on that note. Sean, this has been terrific. You need to come back for part two. Sure. Anytime. I just want to know what you put and on the snack tray. That's all. That's what everyone wants to know. Yes. In part two of Sean Barbo, he, we will know what he puts on his romantic snack tray. Okay. Chuckles <laughs> and Kit Kat. <laughs> Chuckles and Kit Kat. 
<laughs> Both chocolates. Both. Those, those are not very staying in shape friendly. All right. Well, YOLO. YOLO. You only live once, people. We're out of here. Till next time. Bye, Thanks so guys. Much for you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. This is CliffCentral.com.